Welcome to Social Capital Expert, a show where we discover the value of social capital and how cultivating strategic relationships is critical to our success. In each episode, your host, Sarah Francis McDaniel, will explore the stories of fascinating people from all over the world to better understand how their ability to build relationships has led to their success. We will uncover tips, tricks, and practical ways that you too can become a social capital expert. Hi, and welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have our special guest, Lauren Karsh. Lauren, thanks for being here today. Thanks for having me, super excited. Uh, So we've got lots to get into about where you are today, but before we do that, will you tell us a little bit about your background, maybe where you're from and where you started? Sure. Um, I was born in the great state of Maryland, a little tiny town called Towson, just outside of Baltimore. Um, I'll skip through early childhood um, as I was thinking about, um, you know, where I got to where I am today. Um, A big influence for me was I ended up skipping from first grade to third grade. Wow. I've always been a few years Smarty pants? Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) Um, But I always was at least two years behind my peers. Um, so growing up, I, I may have been a lot younger, but I had to kind of advance socially. Yeah. Um, from there, um, went to Boulder High School in Boulder. Um, my dad was in aerospace, so we traveled around a little bit. Um, went to CSU. I was quite young, so didn't know exactly what I wanted <laughs> to do. So I, I partied and made friends and uh-huh. was very social. Um, I knew I had a knack in graphic design, so I ended up leaving CSU and coming down to Denver and going to the Art Institute of Colorado. Um, From there, I was like, well, I should probably get an actual degree. So I finished up my business management bachelor's at Metropolitan State College at the time. It was college, now it's university. Um, Gosh, from there, academically? I'm halfway done with my master's from CSU. I stopped when I had my second child and decided to just work. Um, So that's where I am academically. Um, Throughout school, I worked two and three jobs um, to make ends meet. Yeah. Um, I was a bartender, I think illegally for a few years, (laughs) they hired me. And then when I wasn't bartending, I was serving coffee um, to make ends meet while I was going to school. Um, my first sales job was actually recruited, um, out of all of this, um, I was referred to be an on-site salesperson for Oakwood. Okay. So So I was... That's how you got into construction. Yep. I was 22, um, and I think the philosophy back then was having really green salespeople that you could easily mold, and, um, I was definitely outgoing as a bartender, could get along with a lot of different people. Um, started selling homes when I was 22 okay. um, and had a great time at it, uh, but then met my husband and realized he was the quintessential sales guy as well and there couldn't be two of us <laughs> negotiating dinner. Um, so I went back to my kind of marketing and graphic design passion um, and got my foot in the door um, right before the recession being the marketing coordinator at Oakwood. Okay. Um, the whole marketing team was let go, you know, 2008 when everything crashed. Um, so there was just two of us really learning how do we 
form great relationships at a, a low cost because we had no budget right. um, and, and working that all the way back up to what it was. Um, I had a great 10 years at Oakwood, um, ended up wanting to see what else was out there, um, went to work for a publicly traded builder. Okay. Um, from there, got my master's in real estate marketing through the NAHB and the HBA. Um, went to work for a nationally renowned um, advertising agency in, in town. Um, had a great run there. Um, and then, really, it's what I call my midlife crisis. <laughs> a little young for that, but hey, I mean, tell us about it. Yeah, so um, I was recruited by a large um, resale real estate company in town. Yeah. Um, you know, was like, I'm never going to say no to an interview. So I went to the interview to polish up my skills and get to know people and just see what was out there. And I ended up getting the position, um, thought that I was like the bomb. <laughs> you are. <laughs> um, until shockingly, um, I was driving my Acura down to the office that overlooked Del Frisco's and I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Um, but I was parallel parking in between a Ferrari and a Porsche and I was like, wow, I hope my backup camera works so I don't <laughs> kill these cars. Um, and then I just really had this like nagging gut feeling of like, what are you doing? Um, I'm a mom of two. Both of my kids are super involved in sports and school and a lot of activities and I was going to be traveling a lot and away from my family. Um, two weeks in, I shut my laptop and said, no thanks. Um, so yeah, that was really scary. That was the first time I was unemployed since I was 13. And it was from the job that you just a few weeks earlier thought was like the dream job. I thought, I thought, um, big money, a great office. I had a team of 13 in the marketing department. I mean, yeah, I thought that that was what success was supposed to look like, but I realized that that was not what it was going to look like for me. Yeah, and I remember a conversation when you and I, when that was all happening, uh, and you had said, you know, it just didn't feel right. Like, even though everything on the outside, just on the inside, it didn't feel mm -hmm. right. And so you then just made actionable steps. So what did you do once that <laughs> happened? Um, well, first I was like, oh my God, my husband's going to kill me. <laughs> um, then I got in my car and I started driving down the highway and I said, okay, I'm not um, a real religious person, but I kind of was like, hey, if, if things are meant to be in serendipitous, I'm going to make a few phone calls. If I get four clients on my way down the highway, I'm going to start my own thing. And I did. I, <laughs> so I Calling made, her network. I called. Power um, relationships. Yeah, I called people who knew who I am, like to a core and what my, my values are and and I said, hey, if I happen to be on my own, would you ever hire me? And shockingly, what I heard was, what the hell took you so long? And um, <laughs> so I turned around and I went down to the business office um, for Denver and I Googled names of companies and I filed a name and then I went to the bank. I think I called my husband in between there <laughs> somewhere. How, how did he respond? <laughs> he was not happy with me. Um, but now we're like two years in and it's fine. But yeah, he was not very happy with me. Um, 
So yeah, I opened up a bank account. I Googled like, how do I bookkeep? How do I do all this? You know, so I had my like four clients and now I have 13. Um, That's so yeah. awesome, congratulations. <laughs> it was like really, it was a really weird time for me. But it's awesome. And I think it, you know, knowing you and having watched you at least through the last, you know, seven or so years of your journey, um, it's so inspiring. And we'll have all the contact information in the show notes so that you can reach out to Lauren as well. But uh, her story and her personality and just the insight that she brings is really inspiring and encouraging. And so to see you make some of these, you know, I was excited for you when you made the transition to your dream job. Then when I talked to you and you were like, oh Lord, and then I was excited for you. And then it was like not l much longer. I mean, maybe a year, year and a half after and we're talking and you're like, oh my gosh, this has been the best. I'm, I'm where I want to be. I'm not even needing to really take new clients right now. I have this work-life integration that I'm able to be the mom. And, uh, and so it's just so inspiring. And so in that process, I mean, do you have any kind of like key ingredients that you feel like were really necessary to create this place of, of work-life integration and, and entrepreneurship and mothering and just all of the stuff that you've kind of got going on right now? Wow, that's a great question. Um, key ingredients, I mean, first and foremost, relationships with my kids and my husband are the most important. Like, my job is to raise good humans. So I was like, how am I supposed to do this? So, I don't know, Malcolm Gladwell's yeah. Outlier is one of the books. Um, specifically, they mention ice hockey, which my oldest daughter is in, which was a really weird thing. but. They were saying if you can help find, you know, your kids or passion and then do everything you can to give them the opportunity to succeed, 10,000 hours is what creates a master. Um, I think I've done a good job identifying that my kids have some unique um, strengths and whatever I can do to support those to make, like, my, my growth as a child is over. So now my job is to make them really good people and be able to live to their potential so i think once you figure out what your purpose is and who knows i'm still in this really weird journey um i know that they're my number one priority um and then i i love working with people like i couldn't stay at home and do nothing um i think i figured out what i'm good at and the people that i partner with are on the same value um system that i am um and then a lot of humor sometimes probably inappropriate humor. Um, <laughs> but it's fun. Yeah, it is, it is fun. fun. It's not, it's mildly inappropriate. I've never known you to be overly <laughs> grotesque or anything. Um, and I think one, like that gut, I mean, I had the gut. I think I lost like 20 pounds. I wasn't eating. I knew I had made the wrong decision before I had my little like switch of life. Um, listening to that, um, I think will help you know, if, if there is a nagging thing saying this is wrong, then you have to switch it. And if you have, I am fortunate enough to have the support system to do that. Um, and now I'm, you know, really one thing really interesting. Um, my kids said, so pretty much their whole growing up, um, from when they were little, they were in a daycare, both their dad and I worked, early mornings, late afternoons, They'd have to be at after school care and you know, you have to do what you have to do. But my oldest is now 10 and she said that one of the kids, they were talking about like who was rich 
and all the kids were saying, yeah, we can tell who's rich whose parents come and pick them up at the bell. Oh. And that was like, that was a really cool thing because like, I was never there at the bell. I would always have to come at 5.30 and stress about dinner and, and worry about homework and all, but I picked them up four days out of the week. I happen to have a meeting on Mondays, that goes late. Um, but they're, they get to be with me, you know, and I still work and, and do what I need to do and take them to hockey and dance and Taekwondo and all the things. So that really meant a lot to me that the kids, they realize who's there yeah. And I think that means I'm winning so far. Yeah. And the kids don't have any perspective necessarily <laughs> on the mo monetary, but right. they're judging based on the the time yeah. or the commitment in that regard, which is huge. And I know, you know, in knowing you, it's like, it's really, you know, there's people out there all the time who are saying, hey, I really have this idea and this dream or this thing that I know I could share with others and profit financially from doing that. And, you know, and it's like, but it's terrifying. Mm -hmm. And so... You know, you were, it was just so encouraging when I was talking to you too. Just, you're like, man, I called on my way home and there were four people and you basically had kind of looked at your budget and said, how much do I have to have in order to make this happen, to make this leap? Mm -hmm. And then called, and how, can you tell us like how you just did that? I mean, were you just kind of like, okay, this is how much I have to make. I got to call. These are my top 10 hot leads that I, or friends. Yeah. I mean, what was that like? Um, it was really scary, but I, I could figure out like what I needed. Like if I was just bare bonesing it, I needed to make in a certain amount of money to pay my car payment and pay bills and pay for hockey and pay for all this stuff. Um, and my husband is great and he helps too. It's not right. just yeah. no, not no, single right. mom or anything. No. Um, yeah. So I, I literally had an idea of what, um, monthly I could charge for certain services and yeah, I was like, okay, I just need four. If I could get four just to start, I would I would be fine. Do you have any advice for people who are watching or listening who are saying like, okay, whatever their product or service might be, but they just know that they've got to go after it. Yeah. Do you have any like advice of whether it's practical or just uh, informational? Yeah, I think start talking to your network. I mean, I couldn't have done this at 22. It truly is because of the people that I know. Um, and the groups, you know, I do volunteer quite a bit with um, certain organizations and the more you give, the more you get. And it may not be monetarily, but the relationships of people saying, oh yeah, Lauren will step up and do this and Lauren will do that. And if once you've built that trust and people want to be around you, then you can start talking about, hey, what if I did do this? Would you ever be interested? Do you know anybody who would fit well with what I offer, where I stand, um, values, and here's my purpose, and you know, do you know anybody like that? I think once you know yourself and what you're good at, I mean, you do have to have a marketable skill or something. Yeah. Um, I don't see why you couldn't go for it. I mean, it definitely is scary, but it's a lot of fun, and I wouldn't change it. That's awesome, and thank you for sharing. You know, so what are you involved in today? I mean, are you going on any big adventures? Is there anything the audience can get connected to you to get involved with, or are you yeah. looking for any new clients? Share us a little um, bit. You know, I, it's only me. Um, I am not currently looking for any clients, but I love meeting new people um, and seeing if I can help in any way. Um, yeah, it's just me 
outside of my business, which is the normal like nine to five. Um, my oldest daughter is a AAA um, girls ice hockey player. They just Fun. won, yeah, the NHL Cup qualifier yesterday. Awesome. Um, she plays in the CCM World Invite in two weeks. So we're really busy, you know, we go to practice before school and, you know, a lot of crazy wow. stuff. Dedication. Yeah, the little one is a competitive dancer, so she has four competitions this year. Outside of that, I just help my husband support his business, um, auto dealers in town, and gosh, I'm trying to think. I'm really excited. We go on a lot of vacations together now. I just put my laptop in my bag and I work from wherever I am. Do you have a vacation coming up? Yep, we're going to Riviera Maya, the Vedanta. Oh, okay. Yes, okay, cool. Yeah, I like love that place. place. Me too. We've been there. Yeah, we're going back. Um, that's a good. That's a good spot. It yeah, it's a good spot. Um, yeah, outside of that, my daughter got invited to play in Russia next year, so we'll probably need to work around that schedule a little bit. But yeah. That's awesome. Well, we're excited to see how this all goes. I mean, uh, your your daughters and their competition are really kind of fun to keep an eye on what's happening yeah. there. Uh, so, you know, before we wrap up, do you have any just sort of final thoughts that you'd like to share? Um, well, outside of thank you for having me, um, I would just try to go to coffee, take the meeting, take the walk around the park with people that maybe you don't know. Um, you never know who fits with who you are and what you're trying to achieve. Um, I know sometimes it's like, oh, I don't want to take the coffee meeting and I don't want to, you know, it takes a lot of effort, do it. But also be cautious because people will want to pick your brain and they're going to want to get nuggets from you that you could actually charge for. <laughs> um, so, you know, just if you're really trying to build your network, um, be real. I don't know that anyone loves like a salesperson right. all the time. So mm -hmm. putting some, you know, human stuff to behind, we're all human, we're all waking up going, oh my God, did my kids get fed? Did I feed my dogs? And we're all just trying to like have a reason. Um, so I would just be real. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming, Lauren. You've Thanks. been a real treat and uh, we look forward to seeing where you go and maybe have you back if you'll come back. Totally. Awesome. Thank you. That's all for this episode of Social Capital Expert. Please visit socialcapitalexpert.com for show notes, additional episodes, and to see who will be visiting us next on the show. Also, be sure to check out our upcoming Social Capital Mixers. These are events where we can connect in person to build social capital. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to having you join us for the next episode.